what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Have you ever seen an advertisement or even a book that's like how to write your book in fill in the blank number of days? This is what I like to call template writing or canned writing, plug and play writing. And there is a time and a place for that. But in today's episode, I am honored to have two members, two writing coaches from our team who are going to have a conversation about this template writing. And we really get to the heart of some of the issues, some of the problems, some of the things we as business owners and authors get robbed of when we feel that tug to step into a template style of writing. I'm super excited. We're going to be super Southern. We're going to be super laughing and have lots of fun. So let's dive right in. Oh my goodness. Welcome. I'm so excited for this episode of The Written Compass. It is the first Monday of May and I have got two amazing people here. They are very good friends and we became friends, you guessed it, because of our writing love and our writing teacher-ness and all the things. And we've just been good friends for several years. And These two wonderful women are also writing coaches and support on my team for Synergy Wellness who deliver This Is The Year I Write My Book program, embodied writing experience, all the good stuff. So I am so excited. We've got lots of things to share with you today, but I'm going to first just say hello, get these people's voices on. So I want to welcome you, Jeannie, Dr. Jeannie Reynolds and Dr. Cindy Urbanski here with Dr. Shana Hartman, all the doctors in the house. Um, so hello. <laughs> hello. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. So um, I'll first just let each of you just kind of say a little bit that you want to share about yourself. Um what you're doing in the world, how you be in the world right now. Um, And then we will dive into today's very juicy, at least juicy for us. So hopefully it will be juicy for you, uh, listeners, uh, topic for today. Jeannie, you want to get us started? Sure. Um, My name is Jeannie Reynolds. And um, currently I uh, teach folks who want to be writing teachers at UNC Greensboro. Um, I'm from the Greensboro, or I live in Greensboro, and, um, yeah, uh, I get excited talking about writing and using our voices and getting our stories out into the world because, um, everybody has a story and it's up to you to tell it. So, um, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Welcome Jeannie and Miss Cindy. Hi there. I'm Cindy Urbanski. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I taught for a decade in high school and then another decade in college. And now I am teaching yoga and coaching writing. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And in all those years of teaching, my focus was always on writing instruction and teaching other teachers how to teach writing. So the coaching piece just fits naturally for me and allows me to get at the heart of what was most amazing to me about those two decades of work. Love it. And all of us have presented at conferences together, written together, published together. Um, So we 
really like it when we get together. So we're going to have fun in this episode and there's going to be giggles and um, we can see each other. So hopefully we won't interrupt each other too much. But if we do, it's out of love because we're excited and we got to say the thing right then. Um, But today I really want us to talk about and dive into um, something we've been discussing in our personal in our company spaces as a business. And it's really the idea of like template writing is kind of the word. Do you guys have another word for it? Like fill in the blank writing? I don't know what else to call it. Worksheet writing. Worksheet writing. Um, I usually talk to my students about canned writing or recipe writing. As in you fill it in and voila, you've got writing. Yes. And I want to preface this conversation in that we are in a both and kind of world here. We love what we do um, as embodied writers, as writers who like to get connected to our voices, our stories, our messages, as we've already shared here. And we are totally okay with the canned writing that exists in the world. So what got this conversation going and why I was like, we have to do a podcast on this is we just started to see out there, of course, you know, all the algorithms, when you start putting stuff in on Facebook and Instagram, you get it spitted back to you, right? And with ads and things like that. And we saw this really interesting promotion for like how to write your book in 30 days or something like that. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. And not because I wanted to do it, but just because I was really interested in the the why behind it because we're really concerned with why are people writing the book and what's going to fuel that writing flame and what's going to keep them connected to their messages and all that good stuff and so we we just started to inquire and, and dig a little deeper and ultimately what it was this guy was saying was hey if you follow my template if you follow my sheets my worksheets my canned writing program you just plug in your words your information your ideas and voila a book emerges. And I think there is a place for that because there are some of you and you may be listening to this podcast right now who are like, I need a book. I need it yesterday. I just want to get it out there. Great. So that can be a really powerful thing. And we also want to get a little critically reflective of this kind of work. So what shows up for either of you when you start to think about the writer or the person who does not consider themselves a writer and they see this bright, shiny, ah, here's the can, here's the template, here's the, the plug and play kind of thing. What shows up for you? What, what gets sparked inside of your critical (laughs) reflection? I see deep breaths, literally both of them just went deep breath, chest expanded. (sighs) Okay. So we are getting embodied (laughs) and calmed down because it fires us up a little bit. I get a little fired up because I think of that five paragraph theme that Mm. um, so many pacing guides in public school offer to students. So just a quick caveat for our non-educator people, a pacing guide is like kind of a canned curriculum. It comes in a big binder and it tells teachers what they're supposed to be teaching on a certain day, how to teach, you know, it gives the like play by play basically versus a teacher kind of coming up with their lessons and responding to students and what they need and things like that. And the five paragraph essay, which we have all written about and published about in various ways is, um, a template to follow that is often taught in schools, 
out of good intention, right? Students often are like, what do I write? The five paragraph essay gives them like this little structure to follow. Okay, carry on. Sorry. Thank you, Shana. Um, so the problem, the, the critical reflection on the five paragraph theme for me is that on one hand, it's saying, oh, you poor sweet baby, you can't write anything. So I'm going to give you this worksheet to fill out so you'll be okay. And I believe that everybody has a story, as Jeannie says, and all people are writers. They have it in them. And when and many of my students that don't fit in the box don't fit in that five paragraph theme box. Like I was the student who could write the heck out of a five paragraph theme because I'm a good little student. However, it was not my best writing. And when I broke out of that mold, flourished and became something completely different. And that's what I want for the people I coach. That's what I wanted for my students is to break out of the mold and be uniquely them on the page. Mm. So good little student meant you weren't you, you were fitting mm-hmm. into this, what you thought was going to likely get you the grade and get, get you the that on the head. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, and my answer is not going to differ that much from Cindy's, but as she was talking, it occurred to me that the authors that I like to read, the books that I like to read are not canned. Right. They are unique and different and they have a voice and they tell a story that nobody else can tell because it's not their story to tell. And so mm-hmm. for me, whenever I think of template sorts of writing, it is reductive in that it reduces writers to the, as Cindy was saying, the bless your heart, bless mm. your heart. You can't, couldn't possibly figure this out on your own. So let me give you the recipe. Yeah. And so what that does for the writing is it flattens it. And so as a Southern woman, um, it would teach me to flatten my stories, my, my Southern accent, my sayings, my, like hearing my grandmother in the back of my, my voice saying, you know, down yonder and, you know, um, that getting the collywobbles out, that's a Cindy saying, you know, all of the Southernisms get squashed in the name of writing right or writing to a worksheet or writing to a template because there's not room for mm. those eccentricities that make really good writing, really good writing. And I even see it with, with published authors that they have found a template that works, a recipe that works. And so then they, they rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And about the second mm. one in, man, I'm done. I don't want right. to read their work anymore. Yeah. And there is an audience for that. There are, you know, they find their person and they read, you know, everything from them. And it is the same cycled story. And we don't need to name names here, but there there are definitely some people who have made their platforms and now they're, you know, they bring on other authors and kind of write with them. I'm using big air quotes here. You know, that headliner author's name is on it, but it's really the writing of someone else. And they're kind of following the formula, but they get to get published. Yeah, you know, all that good stuff. I think it's so powerful what you said, Jeannie, though, about the reductiveness. It not only 
takes down and flattens the writer. But just you started with saying like the books that I love, the books that I want to read, they're unique and they say things in a way that I've never heard or, you know, give me permission to be like, oh, I can, wow, that was said in such a way that I can say it that way too, or in my own way, you know, my own version of the way. So I know you've said this before too, it kind of is reductive to the readers as well. Like, of course, readers don't want, right? Like this unique, non, you know, I mean, ultimately what we're talking about, the underpinning of all this, I'll just go ahead and, and say is this kind of American standard English, which typically translates to white, middle-class, um, educated, you know, type of language. And you can go back to many other episodes in the podcast where I really dig deep into that and the problem, the problems with that in terms of when we, who are thought leaders and business owners want to share our message, we're coming with all of that baggage and that understanding. Um, yeah. seems like you're about to say something, Jeannie. Oh, I was, no, I was thinking about lots of things in those moments where, um, thinking about it in terms of uh, being embodied. Mm -hmm. You can't be embodied and fill out a worksheet because you're guessing at what somebody else's answer is. You're, 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 and I tell my, I teach future teachers and I tell them this all the time. You're playing the game of school. Mm -hmm. You're playing mm -hmm. the game of writing. You're trying to guess what somebody else's final answer is rather than, really kind of uh, feeling down into mm. your story because yeah. only you know what that story is. And so I can produce all the recipe sorts of writing, re worksheet sorts of writing, and my recipe isn't going to fit your story because your story is your story. And so... So for me, it, there there becomes this tension. Yes, you can crank out a book in 30 days. And if that suits your needs, then that's fine. But it's not going to necessarily, and it might be, like I don't want to say that it will never be, but I think that there is power in really feeling into um, your story and feeling into what makes your story unique. And that includes those moments where you've taken great risks and had great mm -hmm. failures. Um, because that's part of your story and that's nobody else's story. That's your story. Um, and we can learn from that and we can grow from that. Um, but I don't, for me and my kind of writing, I cannot envision a type of template or a type of worksheet that would capture my story. Well, and I want to go back to all that Jeannie's saying about your story and it's uniquely yours and only you can tell it. And I think when we think about this template writing, it is so reductive to the reader because there's another voice in the write your book in 30 days world that's saying the American people only have an attention span that's about yay long. And so if you get all flowery, if you start telling your story in your way about your grandma's yeah, too problems, much, yeah, nobody's going to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. And for me, those are the books I love where I'm thinking of one off the top of my head that I gave to Shana, just the richness of the language in that book spoke to me in a way that something that came from a template couldn't. And it jumped all over in time and it used 
a specific dialect and it was just a really unique piece. And I believe that the clients that we work with have that sort of unique piece in them. Yeah. Because it's their story being told their way in only the way they can tell it. And the word that keeps bubbling up for me is authenticity. Mm, yes. There's a level of authenticity when you are in the the middle and, and it is and I don't know I think we've talked about this before. It is like birthing a baby <laughs> because you're birthing this piece of writing and there's yeah. this in the midst of it, it's your journey. Even as you're talking about your journey, the writing is the journey. And so that's going to be unique. Yeah. And, and that template robs you of that journey. So many of our clients are ta- talking about the, the healing that's happening as they're writing and, and getting and sussing out the muck of what they want to share. Because the people we work with are seeing this kind of collage or quilt, um, we often call it, or this web that they're building in their books of this combinations of things they've learned in their life that they then apply in in their business. A lot of our clients are coaches and are service providers. And so they support other people and doing the things that they're writing about. And they have to tell their, you know, stories come up as a part of that and examples come up as a part of that. And if I'm, if I'm experiencing that and feeling that in my messages, and then I'm taking this, you know, plug and play, plug in this idea here, start with this, end with that. Um, and I'm, you know, it's like wearing a jacket or wearing those shoes that just no longer fit or those pants that just, it just is not you anymore. You know, do you know you were just cleaning out your closet? You're like, yeah, that was cute. And then, but not me now. Right. And that's sort of the way it feels, you know, and while I can respect and, and honor the, the template and all of that. I also recognize like the great disservice that it does to people who want to share their message and think, oh, I've got to do that. Um, I, this is my should, right? I have, it has to look this way. Um, I've shared this before, I think, but I was talking with someone who she's like, oh my gosh, I've been toiling and thinking about what my book is going to be. And I just get stuck because I start an outline because, you know, and she starts giving me the up and down about the outline. And one time I write it and it's the book is like this. And the next time I write it, you know, I, I see this kind of a book. And so I just simply said like, oh, it sounds like you think you need to know exactly what your book is about before you start writing. And she looked at me like, yeah, you're the PhD English lady. Like, of course. Why? Yeah. You're telling me that? Like, yeah. And I was like, no, <laughs> how could you? You've never written it. And you would have thought, like, I literally, her head, the emoji, head explosion <laughs> emoji was perfect in that moment. She was like, oh, yeah. And so that template idea implies that you can know what anybody's book essentially is. And you all, all you need to do is just plop your ideas in there and then the book. And yes, the book will emerge. But what are we missing? What are we robbing ourselves as the writer? What are we robbing the reader of? You know, and what are we perpetuating about writing and about our ability to write or what we think of as our inability? Because so many of us have so much baggage around 
even claiming we are a writer or write in any way. I was talking with some people yesterday in a workshop I was doing and all of them, I said, if I say, hey, you're all writers here, they were like, ho, 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 <laughs> wait a minute. They explained, they were like, yeah, I write. I do these emails. I do these newsletters. I do these blogs, all this kind of stuff, but I'm not a writer. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Tell me more. Right. And so I think these templates just, do they just perpetuate these stories that we have about ourselves and our language that ultimately, like, are they silencing us? I think so. But are they silencing the voices that we really need to like bring new narratives, bring new faces, bring new covers, new looking people in this published book world of personal growth and business and all that? Yeah, I really think so, because it reminds me of the thesis statement. Everybody remembers being in school and having to carve out your thesis statement, and it had to list off the things that were going to be in your paper. And often your teacher, the first thing she would ask for was your thesis statement. And I was so bad at that because I didn't know what my paper was going to be about until I wrote my paper. So I would cheat and write the paper first and then write the thesis statement. So when I was teaching, I would say to the children, we're going to write the thesis statement last on your standardized writing test. And they were like, what? <laughs> Breaking all the rules. But Very naughty. Very naughty. We were very naughty and yet successful. So. <laughs> <laughs> naughty and successful. I think that um, along those same lines, I think that in thinking about these types of writing as being reductive is the idea that um, we are unable to do hard things and writing Mm -hmm. isn't always hard for everybody, but I think people think writing is hard and they think, Oh, this is the, this is going to be the easy way to write your book. Writing is hard. So if I have this system over here, this Mm -hmm. plug and play, this canned, that will make it easy. Which kind of, so like if, and I think there are a number of different analogies that you can use, but for whatever reason, I keep thinking of it in terms of like a recipe. Mm-hmm. And when, like, I enjoy really good, I enjoy good food. I love good food, right? I can cook using a recipe and it doesn't make me a creator of food. The food's not mine. You know, like it's mine. I went to the store and bought it and I, and I put it into play and the food is okay, but it is, it, it is not, it is a copycat recipe of my favorite restaurant down the street. Yes. I didn't create it. It's yeah. not my recipe. Does that, if that makes sense? Yeah. Because I think that it is the pretense of just plugging it in is going to make it magically delicious. Yes. It's like my chili. I do not, I have never written it down. I never do it the same either time. I don't really know. Like I kind of know what I do, but I just sort of see it's a little mix of like, what did I remember to buy? <laughs> what is yeah. available to me? What am I feeling like this chili wants to be today? You know, like I sometimes embodied make- chili, embodied chili. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like my grandma's biscuits. There, I can't write down a recipe for that. Right. And one of you asked for a chicken and dumpling recipe, and I wrote something down, but I made that up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Cause you just get in there and that's, I mean, ultimately, so now let's shift and talk about like, okay. So if this, if people are listening and they're like, all right, I got it, ladies, the template, the plug and play, the canned, probably not going to allow me to really experience my words in the ways that I, I truly want to. So what do we do? And I think we're getting into it with this recipe analogy, but what do we like to see? How, how has writing shown up for us? What do we see with the clients that we work with? Like, what does it look like? If you're not going to do this template, then what? I think it's a journey and Jeannie, I'm going back to what Jeannie said about the journey is you get on this journey where you promise yourself, I'm going to put some words on this blank page. And I think it's scary at first when all you have is the blank page in your brain Mm. and you need to give yourself permission to just take whatever is in there and put it off it down. And it doesn't have to be pretty and it doesn't have to be perfectly crafted. And before you know it, your grandma's voice is speaking to you through your fingers and you're off and running. But it takes that, rear end and chair showing up regularly putting words down on paper and just not worrying about it at first Mm -hmm. to start the journey and then something sort of magic happens when the words start to flow and make sense and you look at it two days later and you say holy hannah that sounds really smart i wrote that i wrote that that's so smart. Yeah. I love that. I love those moments. <laughs> I love those moments. Yeah. Jeannie, anything like what, what are some of the things that you see yourself doing? You've seen us do, you see our clients do to kind of step away from the template and really be on the journey. So I think um, one of the things that I've really enjoyed watching some of the folks that I've coached is watching them kind of um, give up hmm. knowing what it's going to be. Yes, and yes, the, like you said a minute ago, just get in there, let it be messy. And it's kind of, so it's like currently I'm cleaning out, getting ready for a big move and Everything's got to get a whole lot messier before it gets better. And it's the mm-hmm. same with writing. It's got you like getting in there and just letting the words come before you feel like you you contain them in these nice little neat places. They've got to be all over the place. Yeah. And sometimes like hurting cats. Yes, <laughs> hurting the cats because the cat like it, the words are there. And what Cindy says all the time is glue your butt in the seat, glue your butt in the seat and let them come and embrace the moments where you have your shame gremlins telling you, who are you to be telling this story? And you Mm -hmm. say, thank you very much. And I will continue telling my story. Mm -hmm. And you hear the little shame gremlin saying, yes, but you need to fold laundry. The laundry will be there when you're done. You know, you just keep, keep after it, keep after it. And if you do get distracted, this reminds me of yoga. Um, where when you your your thoughts go off and you gently bring them back yeah to what you're doing because it's going to happen 
It's going to happen. And, you know, Cindy, I know, talks about riding around the edges, riding around the margins where you have the thought. And I just jotted down my thinking on my sticky notes because sometimes the sticky notes all I have. Yeah. Or the memo. And, I record something on my phone or I'll box yes. something to you, ladies. <laughs> or Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so it's really about part of it. Is yeah. It's about capturing, mm-hmm. capturing. Allowing the words to come, giving your time. So I hear giving yourself the opportunity for the words to come. And I think that's where oftentimes the template can feel like you're giving yourself the opportunity. Oh, I don't have to have that little fear spot if I have this template sitting beside me of coming up with the, you know, with the ideas. Like someone's going to help me kind of come up with them or sort them or, or whatever. And we're, I think what we're saying is like, when you start to create and find your process, what your getting the words down looks like best for you and all of our clients, like we really, really help them and coach them through their shoulds, what they think they should be doing versus what we see them doing and how that's working for them or what might need to be tweaked. We have some who are very verbal and process out loud and we help them capture that. We have some who can just like, put out a chapter lickety split and then it's in the revision and editing part where they really need, you know, the su- heavy support and understand, you know, guidance and, and keep at it kind of a thing for that process. Everybody's a little bit different. Um, some people write in short bursts. Some people are able to write long things in one sitting. Um, and all of it is quote, right. There's no one right way. And those templates make it seem like there is. And if I just have it, right? Then I'll, it's that magic bullet. And what I think we're saying is it's actually easier and there's more ease when you just get past that initial, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. Of course you don't. You've never done it. Oh, okay. Let me just sit down. Let me just see what shows up. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be order. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be organization or things, you know, we're going to sort things that that needs to happen, but you're letting the words and you come together and create together versus trying to fit them into some mold that you think it should be in. I also I think, think go ahead, Cindy. I think the important thing you said there is there will be organization and there will be sorting. Cause I think that's it's the just, fear is if I just, if I don't have that up front. Yeah. You don't need it first. First you need some words then you can revise them. If you don't have anything on your screen and you're frozen, there's no, there's you can have all the there. outlines in the world, right? <laughs> all the templates and still not have a book. Yeah. And I think along those lines, one of the things that I keep hearing the two of you say is together. And, yes. and for me, I need, some, and I need an accountability in all the things. It doesn't matter what it is. I need an accountability partner, a somebody who is gonna say, Did you write today? Or, Hey, what did you write today? Or just to have, I'm a verbal processor. And so to, to be able to bounce ideas, and I think I was gonna do it this way, but then what if I do it this? And what if, so that I'm getting those, the words of affirmation, I'm getting affirmed in what I'm doing. And it doesn't feel like the cats have taken over. <laughs> yes. 
I think that's a lovely way that's going to lead me into sharing what is going on when this podcast drops is we have just started our spring into your book, May writing event. So for this entire month, we're all dancing parties over here for this entire month, we are holding each other lovingly accountable to get the words down and just see what happens. It is um, happening right now. We just got started. So if you're listening to this and you're like raising your hand and saying, yes, I want to do that. You can head to shanahartman.com slash spring into your book spring into your book. And once you sign up, you'll get access to our community where all of the things are happening, where we're celebrating, we're supporting each other, we're giving you tips and tricks along the way. And ultimately, we just want you to get words down. Um, This is a great way to kickstart a project, to finish a project. This can be if you're in the revising or editing phase of a project, this is going to support you and meet you right where you are. Because we all know and recognize that a lot of the images we have of authors is they're off in their silos, off in their cabins, off at the coffee shop, all by themselves doing the work of writing. And really, anything that is a language act like writing, it is communicative. It is to be done in community. It is a social act. And so we want to honor that and support you. Thank you, amazing ladies. I am so excited that I get to play and talk and rant on all the things with you all. And I'm just so grateful to be working alongside you and writing alongside you. We write right alongside with our clients. We have our own projects going on. Um, we, We do our best to practice the things that we try to support others in and we get it wrong and we messy and make it messy and it's a practice for sure. So thank you. Thank you, ladies. Any final things, any almonds, anyone needs to share? (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. If you are wanting to learn more about how to work with us, these amazing folks that were on this podcast today, you can always head to shanahartman.com slash this is the year I write my book and learn how to get connected with us so we can support you. Thank you so much. Take care. See ya. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Written Compass. If you are loving this content, then please share this episode and tag me on Instagram at Shana Hartman underscore. And if you're wondering how you can implement the ideas I share here and really begin creating your amazing book, I want to connect with you even more. Head over to shanahartman.com slash the written compass to learn even more about not only writing your book, but truly experiencing your words. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.